Hello and welcome to Joy News at 6. News is live on Joy 99.7 FM and hits 103.9 FM in Accra. In Kumasi, we are live on Love 99.5 FM and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Volta Premier Ho and Menuveve Aflao, Lolonyo FM Hohoi and Kekeli FM Ho. Get radio, TV and online content on the MyJoyOnline.com interactive app for Android and iOS devices. Coming up, name, shame and prosecute all individuals involved in illegal mining. Some radical Solutions panelists on the Joy News National Dialogue on Illegal Mining are advocating to deal with a growing menace. Doing would have to stop. We need to identify and implement alternative livelihood schemes. Also, Deputy Attorney General Alfred Chiyabwa defends judicial decision in Aisha Wan's case, emphasizes application of Old Mineral and Mining Act over the new legislation, which could have handed her a 15-year jail term. If you are able to prosecute him successfully and he should be sentenced, the sentence then should be the sentence that you can use. You cannot use the new regime. We have details as lawyer Martin Pebu says, although the jail term is not enough, it will have an effect on Aisha Wong. There are some countries she cannot enter because of what she's done. So it will come with a lot of uh, loss of privileges and a lot of inconvenience mm. and naming and shaming. We have business and later education minister doubles down on decision to reopen schools for first year's SHS students barely a week after placement. And these timelines are strictly followed. The contact hours will duly achieve, and our quest to get back to the pre-COVID academic calendar will be on track. I am Amiesi Nyamiche Thompson. Details now. Now, name, prosecute, and shame all individuals involved in illegal mining. Also, pass stringent laws. And those are just some of the many radical solutions panelists on the Joy News National Dialogue on Illegal Mining suggested to deal with the Galamse Kanka. Now, there's more in the following report. Dr. Ken Ashigbe, the convener of the Media Coalition Against Illegal Mining, emphasized that the trial and error approach extensively used in illegal small-scale mining needs to become a thing of the past. We need to now insist that small-scale mining would only happen in places that we've done the surveys in and that the trimaquare that we are doing would have to stop. Hugh Brown, speaking on behalf of the Forestry Commission, advocated for providing illegal miners with more lucrative alternative livelihoods to steer them away from illegal mining sites. We can strengthen law enforcement. How we can get all these sectors who are supposed to be there to enforce the laws and uh, undertake prosecutions to work in tandem. We need to identify and implement alternative livelihood schemes. Dr. Frimpong Boatin suggested that the Ministry of Agric could initiate planting certain crops like sunflower and cabbages which have the capability to absorb heavy metals. So I said that it would be very dangerous to eat vegetables, especially salads, greens from many areas because of the pollution. And that is why we do what we call phytoremediation. And I think the Ministry of Agriculture should think about these things. We need to plant certain things that to absorb or take out the poison, uh, the metals in the body. 
Well, some patrons of the event say they have been wild and inspired to support the rekindled fight against the Kanka. With full praise, they called on multimedia to continue with many of such dialogues until an antidote to the menace is found. Let's listen to some of them. The dialogue was organized by Joy News. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, dialogues in the country and I don't think this should be one where we talk, 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 uh, come up with solutions, then we go to sleep again. Right. Those are the kind of conversations that we need to have to understand the complexity surrounding this whole Galamse issue and some of the things that we have to do that we haven't done already. I think we are facing a national crisis of proportions that probably are unimaginable. And it will take every one of us, every one of us to pull together to resolve, to fix this issue. However, that now Deputy Attorney General Alfred Tuanyabwa has justified the High Court's decision to convict Aisha Hwan on the Old Minerals and Mining Act. Just as Lydia Osei-Mafo in Monday's ruling said she's restricted under the Minerals and Mining Act 2006 Act 703 to jail Aisha Wan to four and a half years. The new law, Act 995, would have seen Wan go to jail for at least 15 years. The issue has since generated conversation among anti-Galamse campaigners who believe a stiffer punishment would have been more deterrent. But the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Treyambo, says the judge did nothing wrong. If you look at our constitution, Article 19.6, is to the effect that if you arrest someone and you, are, you charge him for committing an offence some time ago, if you are able to prosecute him successfully and he should be sentenced, the sentence then should be the sentence that you can use. You cannot use the new regime. And so, so far, the sentence then was to the fact that if you imagine of five years, we think that's the right position of the law. We can also not amend our constitution at this stage, but that's the law even worldwide. At the time they committed offence, the punishment there is what, what you are supposed to be given when you are convicted for that offence. Now, reacting to the matter on Joy News Prime, private legal practitioner Martin Pippo said, although the jail term may not be enough, it will have an effect on Aisha Wang. And so Aisha Wang is being convicted, and that's a huge step forward because now she bears that criminal record to suffer a lot for it. Because, mm. uh, you know, as I always say, if you haven't filling a passport, they will ask you, have you been convicted of a crime? She has to take yes. Mm. There are some countries she cannot enter because of what she's done. So it will come with a lot of uh, loss of privileges and a lot of inconvenience mm. and naming and shaming. Martin Pibu is a private legal practitioner. Now, Education Minister Dr. Yaose Duchum has doubled down on government's decision to reopen senior high schools barely a week after students were placed. Teacher unions kicked against the decision, whilst Parliament last week urged the minister to reconsider the date. But providing a briefing on the situation to MPs yesterday, the minister cited the early release of the harmonised prospectus as well as the desire to revert to the old academic calendar as part of reasons he refused to reverse his decision. If these timelines are strictly followed, the contact hours will be duly achieved and our quest to get back to the pre-COVID academic calendar will be on track. Last year, school opened in February for first year students. This year, we are opening in December, which gives us the opportunity to then open October or September and therefore go back to the pre-COVID calendar as we all are envisaging. While the minority was not pleased with the answers provided by the minister, Clement Apak is deputy ranking member of the Education Committee. It is one thing to anticipate that your ward will do well and be placed in his or her school of choice. And it is another thing to actually get to know 
that your word has been placed and therefore you need to mobilize the needed resources to prepare your word to report in school. Just but the majority believes this controversy was not even necessary. We hear from Kwame Nyemedu entry. Unfortunately, we probably do not have the number of students that have reported at the various groups. If we have them, that they about 10% or 20% had reported, then we may have a cause to complain. But not when the students are already in school. Do we, do, you, do we want the minister to direct the Ghana Education Service to now call the students that they should come back home and then we give another time for them? Mr. Speaker, this will lead to absurdity. Still in Parliament, the minority is raising concerns over the government decision to send a delegation of 618 persons to COP28. According to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change's release list, this year's delegation had surged from 350 last year to 618. Speaking on the floor of Parliament, former minority leader Harun Idrisi says that the prevailing economic challenges did not, does not justify such a sizable delegation to the convention. With this struggling economy and economic distress, how can Ghana need a delegation of 618 persons? Are we sharing the economic pain and hardship of the Ghanaian? And we think I see a delegation of the president here to complain the aid. And you heard former minority leader Harun Idris, and that's how we end the bulletin here on Joy FM. I am Amisi Nyamicha Thumsabab Fogo. A recap of our headlines Name, shame, and prosecute all individuals involved in illegal mining. Those are some radical solutions. Panelists on the Joy News National Dialogue on Illegal Mining are advocating to deal with a growing canker. Business is next on the Super Morning Show.